the hype train is and we're like oh my god this table we're so good can we just stop that crap Ireland could win the World Cup let's be honest oh Shane could why are we so afraid of this OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Delighted to welcome for a preview of this Sunday night Super Bowl. Mike Carlson, morning, Mike, how are things? <laughs> morning, I thought I'd tuned into a travel show there. Some, you know, yeah, what are, what are your Arizona Scott's, recommendations? Yeah, yeah they, I mean, Glendale, and so, Phoenix is a small center of town with a large collection of big suburbs, sort of. And, and that's what Glendale and Scottsdale, Scottsdale are. Um, right. And, um, yeah, I, I was just thinking when they were talking about the fans and the beer, you know, if this was the NFL, they would have like the um, P- PGA skills competition and they'd get three fans out there and put their beer cups on the green and then have the guys try to chip the ball into the gr- into the beer cup. <laughs> yeah, just to add an extra element to it. I was actually, I was doing my yeah. research during the week at Glendale, Arizona, founded by William John Murphy from New Hartford, New York, but his two parents emigrated from uh, County Antrim in Ireland. So nice. ah, there we, you go. we always yeah. find a link somewhere to the Super Bowl. I, I, I stayed in New Hartford, New York one time. Well, there it's, you go. It's, it's in the, the Utica, Clinton area. Yeah, I was teaching there. Ah, brilliant. It's strange. We should we should do a travel slot with you at some point, Mike. Uh, but uh, I, the, I guess this morning. Every, every week. Give me a date. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll exactly. Every week for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll focus on uh, the action in Glendale uh, for this Sunday night. Uh, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of the build-up is centred around one man's ankle. Um, Patrick Mahomes, how, how, how crucial is it that, that he's mobile, he's able to move? Uh, I guess for good reason a lot of the, the build-up has been around Mahomes and his, uh, his injury uh, and, and how he's holding up. Yeah, strangely enough, there should be almost as much uh, concern about Jalen Hurts' injury on mm. the opposite quarterback. But for Mahomes, given how he played against Cincinnati, it was called a high ankle sprain. But he played against Cincinnati two weeks ago as if it were a, a kind of minor sprain. He, he wasn't fully mobile, but he wasn't sort of favoring limping too much. Although as the game went on, it got worse. So obviously the the painkiller or, or whatever they gave him um, was what was wearing off. I'm I'm pretty much convinced that after two weeks of rest, now he should be pretty much back to a to a hundred percent. And why it's so important for for Kansas City is that Philadelphia has the best pass rush in the league. Um, they had seventy sacks during the season, which was I think the third best total ever. And they they do it because their their front four defensive lineman is so strong, and they have they rotate about nine different guys through there. But they they have two. The two tackles, all of their tackles who play inside are big. Um, one of them, John Hargreave, is is very quick as well. But they put lots of pressure up the middle, which is most quarterbacks, including Mahomes. That's their first kind of, when they feel pressure, it usually comes from the outside. And their first instinct is to step forward in the pocket, just to mm. climb the pocket a little bit and make make a little more time for themselves. But of course, if, you, if you're, the middle of your pocket is collapsing, then that becomes a problem. And then because of these big guys inside, the, the two ends for the Eagles, um, and again, there's a rotation, but that gives them a lot of freedom to to move out wide and and rush, try to isolate the tackles. And the tackles are the weaker part of Kansas City's line. The the center is the 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 inside three or the are the stronger part. And if you were watching the cha- the um, conference championship games against the Giants, Hassan Reddick, who who is a defensive end, plays kind of like an outside linebacker, the same thing. But he had a brilliant game against them, and he's a, he's a quality pass rusher. So he would kind of be the guy they'll. Really 
really want to be paying attention to. But but that whole line is so good that you can't really try to double people on a regular basis because even when you're playing five on four, they're they're good enough to beat you without adding extra pass rushers. And Mike, do we know if Patrick Mahomes has been training or is he oh, getting yeah, much he resting? Okay. Yeah, I mean, just uh, th- at the beginning of last week, they, they made a big deal about bringing him out at practice and, you know, showing him moving around fairly well and not walking in a boot or anything like that. So um, he's listed as full participation. The only real injury question for Philadelphia, uh, for Kansas City is Kadarius Tony. Who is important to the team um, because they they lack since Tyreek Hill left last season they lack a um, an explosive player who can uh, make thing happen make things happen which is what Tony is and the Giants didn't quite know how to use him and also he can't stay on the field it's been his his problem since he joined the NFL but Jalen Hurts the Eagles quarterback has an injured shoulder and we don't really know the extent of the injury um, he, he suffered it toward the end of the season. Uh, they gave Gardner Minshew two starts at the end of the season. It's a combination now of, of, based on what we saw against the Giants, of injury and or rustiness. His passing was off, and they weren't running him very much. And the key to their offense is that Jalen Hurts is probably you know, as good a runner as anybody on the team. And when you run your quarterback you add an extra blocker to the equation because normally when you hand the ball to a running back, the quarterback is now out of the play. So you're playing with nine against 11. If the quarterback is carrying the ball himself, you're playing 10 against 11. And the threat of his running means that both the Kansas City pass rush will be a little more contained because they have to make sure they don't let him get outside of the pass rush. And also that their running game opens up a little bit because you have to watch Hertz. Um, and therefore that gives the running backs more room. The Hertz and Miles Sanders, the, their top running back were, had the two best yards per carry averages in the league. So it's a dangerous running attack. Uh, Mike, I, I guess for any franchise coming in, coming into a Super Bowl, you want to have been relatively tested, um, coming into it. The Eagles, when you look at their playoffs, so they had the bye, the divisional round game against, as you mentioned, the, the Giants, who were overmatched a little bit, and then the championship game against the 49ers, who, of course, had their, their quarterback difficulties. I think they've only conceded a combined 14 points in the playoffs, the Eagles. Is there any concern there that, that there's a feeling that maybe they haven't been properly tested coming into Sunday? It's a good question, um, and, and it's a hard one to answer in the sense that they're a very good team, and they played well all season. But when you go back over the season, they had a lot of quarterback luck, not just Brock Purdy in the in the conference game. But you know when they played Dallas down in Dallas, it was Cooper Rush at quarterback. They, they faced backup quarterbacks who are not very good ones in, an, in a number of games. You only can play who you're scheduled to play, so that's you know part of the problem. But there's no doubt that they have the best offensive line in the league. They have one of the best defensive lines in the league. Uh, they're probably in total stronger than, than Kansas City in those factors. They have two really good receivers, uh, probably better than any of Kansas City's receivers. Um, they've got a group of decent running backs. Sanders is, is very good. So the question really is, is Jalen Hurts well enough to, to make that offense function on all on all cylinders, um, which makes it a very difficult one to defend. And is Mahomes good enough to create 
the way out of the schemes that they run um, to create points against that Kansas City defense. In, in a sense, it's kind of like when Philadelphia played New England in the Super Bowl in 2018 season. And I, I, New England was favored. And I kept saying to the guys I was working with, you know, it's weird they're favored because Philadelphia is the better team. But, of course, Philadelphia had a backup quarterback in Nick Foles. And New England had Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Um, And we sort of feel now the same way. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. It's the perennial question, Mike, but uh, for any team uh, lining out against the Kansas City Chiefs, but how do you stop Travis Kelsey? Um, Because, I mean, as as, uh, tight ends go, he's he's in the Rob Gronkowski mold. Not an easy task, but it's probably the best defense he'll come come up against all season. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's basically... Up until this season, you didn't you didn't stop Travis Kelsey. You stopped Tyreek Hill mm. first. That was your first concern. So Kelsey got a lot underneath, and the feeling was that everyone knew that Kelsey was their best weapon. So he would be facing the double teams um, this year and, and try people trying to stop him. And what you try to do is control him. Um, not let him beat you with big plays. Uh, try to hold down the chunk plays, and you know, he's not quite the deep threat that Gronk, when he, when he was in his prime, was, or or that George Kittle is. You know, in terms of of running fast down the, the seam, down the middle of the field. But he and Mahomes have such a good rapport, uh, and he's so smart that they run, they scheme a lot. Uh, Philadelphia's passing, uh, sorry, Philadelphia's passing attack is much simpler in concept than Kansas City's. And Kansas City's runs players at all levels trying to get um, Kelsey open in particular or trying to get, you know, somebody else or create situations where the defenders have to choose between Kelsey and either a back in the flat in front of him or someone behind him try to make those openings and because he and Mahomes have such a great understanding and Mahomes sees the field so well and and anticipates so well routes that are what we would call option routes where if you're facing his own defense you would run one way and if you're facing a man defense you would run a different kind of pattern he and Mahomes know that so he'll break that off to move to a spot where he sees that there's more space or opens up more space. And Mahomes will anticipate that. And that's what makes him so hard to defend. The Eagles have a good secondary and they play mostly zone and they play mostly to contain. So the usually two deep safeties, which means nothing gets by them. They're trying not to let anything get behind them, keep everything in front. And what that concept is, is you're trying to make the other team beat you by consistently executing their plays and hoping, you know, hoping or expecting that sooner or later you'll break one that, that gives you a, um, not a turnover, but, but say a, a situation where you then know they're going to pass and you can release your pass rush, um, without having to worry too much about it. And that's going to be a, an interesting situation for, um, for the uh, Eagles. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I think is probably going to be a key in that because he's, the flexible guy in their secondary who who can do almost anything. He can come up and play in the box like a linebacker. He can cover uh, a tight end. He can cover a wide receiver. So you might see a little more man um, than you would expect from them, or possibly one man on him, and then the rest of the, the rest of the secondary is playing zone. Um, and that 
could be a way to stop him. And then you have to, then, you know, you don't worry so much about Marquez Valdez Scantling or, um, Juju Smith Schuster as you do against eight, about AJ Brown or, um, Devonta Smith, the two wide receivers for Philadelphia. Uh, they're, they're not quite the kind of guys who beat you individually the way they do. But if Andy can sneak them open, you know, as a result of the concentration on Kelsey, that's where Kansas City's offense could really thrive. Penny for the thoughts of Donna Kelsey and the Kelsey family as they watch two brothers go up against each other. And <laughs> Mrs. Kelsey's got a tough job there. I'd love to know who they're supporting. I mean, it's, it's a, it, between that and then the fact that it's the first time two black quarterbacks have ever been starting against each other in a Super Bowl. Quite a historic Super Bowl, Mike, from, from a number of perspectives. Yeah, um, I always go back to the first black quarterback to start a Super Bowl was Doug Williams, uh, who was playing for Washington then. Um, and at the press day, the, the very the very first question um, that he was asked by a reporter was, uh, "Doug, how long have you been a black quarterback?" Jeez. <laughs> well, so we've moved on from those days. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, you know, and yeah, I think it's interesting because the young it's 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 part of the young breed of quarterbacks and and the the changing nature of the NFL which is in some ways reflecting college game um as def- as offenses have opened up um and the game has become more of a uh, mismatch kind of 7 on 7 battle um and you know between Mahomes is a rare talent um he's got that kind of natural athleticism um that you would see in in great scrum halves or or fly halves or or midfielders uh passing midfielders or point guards in basketball he's got that ability that vision to see the field to be able to anticipate what it's going to look like a, a second later uh than what he's seeing so he doesn't have to wait for a receiver to get open he can throw to the spot where he knows the receiver is going to be or anticipates it and then he's got his father was a major league baseball pitcher he's got a tremendous arm and and we've seen you know he can throw it any not just overarm like players usually do but underarm left-handed back back behind his back um so he's a rare talent and hurts is to me, the biggest story with the Eagles, who are a tremendously well-built team by the, the GM, Howie Roseman, who basically learned his trade under Andy Reid when Reid was in Philadelphia. They've they've built depth into that team. They've gone out and got what they needed um, to get to improve them. And, and that big decision last year was whether they would stick with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. And, you know, and Hurts was looked at as one of these guys who runs really well, but maybe he's going to be a liability in the pass game. And they decided, no, he's not. You know, we've, we've seen what he did, um, in college, but what we have to do is to create an offense that makes it easier for him not to be alive, that plays to his strengths. And, um, they went out and got A.J. Brown who from Tennessee uh, in a trade at, at the beginning of the season. He's worked out really well for them. They drafted Devonta Smith, who's a great all-around receiver. These two guys are both quality players, and you can – you can throw them the ball in 50-50 situations and and you know be pretty sure that they're going to come up and uh, with wins in those situations and that's why his shoulder the shoulder injury to Hertz is so important because if he's not really 100% and and we saw in the um championship game his balls looked like they were sailing um a bit, a bit when when he threw long and they didn't run him that much 
they didn't really have to in most of the game. Mm. But, you know, those are the two questions. Do they dare to run him and risk the shoulder injury, which my answer would probably be yes, because it's the last game of the season and it's the biggest one he'll ever play. And is his passing going to be as good as it was earlier in the season before he hurt the shoulder. And again, my guess is that it probably will be that whatever combination of rust and injury that was will have worn off um, for this game. But that, that to me is, is, is really the, the key to how Philadelphia's offense is, is going to play. Yeah, it feels like the telling factor here is the injuries and, and how players are going to be come, come the day. But when you look at the Chiefs, the experience they've had in the Super Bowl, the third time in four years, you would think that, you know, that will stand to them? It it might do. Um, you know, they it, it's funny because Andy Reid's legacy in Philadelphia was he produced consistently good teams. He got to the playoffs most years. He won the division quite frequently. But he only got to one Super Bowl, which they lost. Um, and then he left and, and Doug Peterson coached, coached the team to, to a Super Bowl. And Reed now and Mahomes have gotten, you know, great success in, in the last, last four years, but, but only, and I put only in quotation marks, one Super Bowl win. So in a sense that, that is going to be, you know, is Andy Reed's legacy going to be that he's always the bridesmaid and, and rarely the bride, you know? Um, I think, I think that's something that I doubt, I doubt bothers them. And I think they draw on the experience that they had, but they're still, like I say, they're, they're always rebuilding. They're a young team. There's no Tyreek Hill on this team. Um, in the cha- conference championship, they had to start three rookie cornerbacks. Um, so their secondary was three fifths rookies and, and none of them were kind of like star. Well, one, one is kind of a, a first round pick, but the others, the others are not star rookies who are expected to step right in to the lineup. Up. And so that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, they're constantly in flux. Uh, and what's interesting to me is that there are still, I think, three guys left. There's only three guys left on the Eagles team from the, their Super Bowl win over over New England. And they were uh, sort of all products of the, of the Reed era. One, Kelsey's one of them. And um Lane Johnson's another, and I'm trying to think in my mind desperately who the third one is. Um, but that, that's inc- um, that's, in, that, that's almost impressive in itself, Mike. As as um, Ashley mentions, like the Chiefs have been here, done that. But that Eagles team that won the Super Bowl five years ago, it, essentially completely different. Especially when you have a yeah. different quarterback and, and head coach combo with with Hertz and Sirianni. That like, how did they manage to rebuild the team so quickly? Well, that's Howie Roseman, um, and you know, like I said, when after Reed left. The team fired him and he kind of lost a power struggle within the front office. And then they brought him back and then they finally promoted him back to general manager. And he's done an amazing job of, of building both a very good team and a lot of quality depth and, and going out after plays. And this, this could be their shot because a lot of their players are, their contracts are ending and they're going to have problems at the end of the season deciding who gets paid and who, who's got to move on and if their depth, you know, is enough. But he's still got a couple of, first round pick draft picks in the next draft lined up. So they'll have a little bit of of chance there. Whereas that chiefs team is a younger team for all the experience. They're actually a younger team um, and uh, still growing into their roles. And I I think that's another, it's another one of these balances. And this really is the, as balanced a Super Bowl as I can remember, you know, when, when the, when the uh, conference championship games ended, the line came out and, and Kansas City were favorite, and and then it switched back to Philadelphia, and then Mahomes, you know, showed that he could kind of move around, and it, it moved a little bit now. But it's sitting with Philadelphia at a, 
a, giving a point and a half. So the Kansas City are slight underdogs. And I wouldn't be surprised if if by Sunday it was a pick him game. Um, and, you know, no, no one's getting any points. Uh, just just take who you think is going to win. And, um, and it's that classic thing. I think Philadelphia is probably the better team. And I think Kansas City, Philadelphia doesn't have a Mahomes. Mm. He's the best quarterback in the league. They've got a, a better defensive line, but they don't have a Chris Jones, who's maybe, you know, one of the two or three best defensive linemen in the league. And they don't have a Travis Kelsey, but Ga- Dallas Goddard is a pretty good tight end. Um, he's probably the fourth or fifth best tight end in the league. So it's really, it's almost really, it's like how much faith you have in Patrick Mahomes. Mm. <laughs> and that's, that's the way you're going to go. So finally, Mike, uh, who's going to win by how much and also Rihanna halftime show uh, you're looking forward to that I don't, know, I don't know how many Rihanna songs you can name please don't stop the music apparently is the bookie's favourite you know, for, for the first song and Umbrella for the last song yeah what's the one with B-itch in the title <laughs> I, I <don't laughs> many of them yeah, yeah there's a few of them I think Stays is yeah. another song that's going to be used at the, um, yeah um, I, Super Bowl halftime shows have passed me by right <laughs> fair yeah, you, you want a definition of me it's the headlines in the in the Daily Mail two days ago when it said that uh Unknown blues singer Bonnie Raitt had um, had taken taken the Emmy away from Be- uh, the, the Grammy away from Beyonce, and I'm thinking unknown. <laughs> it was, she got a Lifetime Achievement Award last year. Yeah, yeah. It's like are they really that? Yeah, but anyway, that I'm I'm just a curmudgeon in, in those in those ways. I I have a problem in picking this game simply that. Um, I, I can't do my usual he, he, hemming and hawing because I picked the Chiefs at the beginning of the season to okay. win the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm kind of locked into that. I mean, I could be very clever and pick the Eagles, and then I could say afterwards, well, you know, I picked the Eagles, and, and uh, someone said, no, you didn't. I said, well, yeah, I picked the Chiefs at the beginning of the season, you know. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, but like I said, it, it's really a toss-up. Um, I it's how much you how much you think Mahomes can carry that team against against a team that's stronger up front. Um, the the old adage is that uh, offense win on offense gets you to championships and defense wins championships. Um, in which case you would probably like like the Eagles. And um, you know if you're an Eagles fan, you're probably anticipating that the city of Philadelphia is going out and greasing all of the lamp lamp poles mm-hmm. in Philadelphia on Sunday to make sure that the fans can't climb them and then yeah. destroy them. Absolutely. And maybe the Empire State Building will, will light up in the <laughs> what a great, of the What Eagles. a great city. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> uh, Mike, great stuff. So Sunday night, Glendale, Arizona, Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Enjoy the match and uh, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, thanks, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.